I do. And I don't. So, um, what day is it, Garfield? <laughs> it's Monday. Oh. I hate Mondays. <laughs> Garfield has a lady's voice now because mm-hmm. gender is fluid. Still loves the lasagna. Though. Still loves lasagna. But you're right, it is a Monday, but there's a reason why you should be happy, Garfield. Why is that, John? That's because... <laughs> it's because... Um, what's the dog's name again? Otis. That's because Odie. Odie that's because Odie died, <laughs> and he won't be bothering you and licking your face anymore. Finally. <laughs> Finally, that mangy mutt died. Um, no, it's because... We, this is the day that I do and I don't podcast show lands on the podcast apps. Goody. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really imagine, committed to Garfield. This is you the whole episode. Yeah, can you imagine? Well, I don't think it's worth it for them to continue their relationship. <laughs> That's the type of advice you'd give because we give uh, intimate relationship advice. See, you got it. As uh, we decided last episode. We're refining our brand. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's our prerogative to do. Yes. Th- th- that is, uh, it, we are want to do such things mm-hmm. and blah, 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 blah. Um, so yeah, uh, we give marriage advice, I mean, uh, independent relationship <laughs> advice. So close. <laughs> and we do that with people sending us questions to I do and I don't show at gmail.com. Also Facebook and Instagram, I do and I don't show. And they will DM. They will slide into my DMs. They'll slide into your DMs. And, uh, Kat reads the questions. I don't read them. I don't, uh, pay attention. And, uh, then Kat will curate the best of the best and bring them to uh, to the show and always keep everyone anonymous so feel very confident in your um message and question sending um is did i get that right cat you got it right you got it completely right and uh what's going on with you in the last week since we recorded the last episode oh well i've made Incredible progress with all of my entrepreneurial pursuits. Oh, really? Yeah, things are humming along. Cat, this is the crazy thing. Cat is a busy bur- bee beaver. <laughs> <laughs> my beaver is busy. That too, Joel. That Cat's too. got a very busy beaver. Um, that thing's jumping into the water, get all wet all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, just gnawing on sticks. You Thank know, God just... for that oily coat. <laughs> Absolutely, what? just such a greasy beaver. Um, uh, just uh, tons of big old logs constantly. Um, damn, people look at what she's building. They go, "Damn!" Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to laugh at that, but I can't help it. So you you've had a busy beaver, but also, um, what is it? You're doing tarot card reading. Well, yes. Which. Um, is the work of the devil? Which as is the far work of the devil? Concerned? I don't. I genuinely don't know how I feel about tarot card reading. You should let me read for you sometime. Eh. It's fun. It's like a parlor trick, to be honest. Like I don't. That's not the way you advertise your. No, no, no. I, I think one hundred percent the way tarot works is that the cards reflect our unconscious, right? And I think our own personal energy pulls forward whatever it is that we need to see in that moment. So you're, okay, wait, hold on. So the card is still being, like, there is still a magic to it. Like, the card is coming to the, like, you're, you're turning a card over, which is a card that's meant to be turned over. Yeah. Okay, so that's not a parlor trick. That's Well, palmistry is a parlor trick, too, isn't it? I don't know. 
I don't know any of this. Oh, yeah, because you don't you don't delve in the devil's work. <laughs> yeah, there's wacky stuff. Um, but anyway, so that's one of the things. And then writing workshops, those are still going on? I am doing journal therapy. Journal therapy. Mm-hmm. So that's not the same, but kind of... Well, we use writing as a tool to access your innermost desires and thoughts and work through issues and right. yeah. Um, and you've been back to the uh, marriage officiating. Yes, weddings which, are back on. Which has, the, which is excellent for this podcast because we used to talk about marriage. And, uh, <laughs> um, I also have a, a an editing company for oh, yeah, indie that's, authors. That's going strong, and a uh, real estate business, a real estate you are investing, heavily involved with. So really. Um, the fact that you have time for this podcast is a miracle. <laughs> and I thank you. Namaste. We're all grateful for you to be here. I make here. the time because I love it. Uh, you know, it makes me like, I don't know, you you leave and that's off. I end up crying tears of joy. Because I've left. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're finally gone. Out of your house. Uh, it, takes, it takes a while, but you finally leave and I'm just like, oh, thank goodness for that. Um, so what's our first question? My partner went away for a week and it seems to have helped her gain some clarity in her life and in our relationship. I feel it's important to get away solo every once in a while to gain perspective on what's good for us individually and for the relationship. Until her own trip, she thought this was an odd thing to do. What are your thoughts on solo vacations? That's such an interesting question. It's not really advice. (laughs) It's more like just feedback on what they're already doing. Well, maybe it could be advice for other people. Okay, so we're giving, they're, they're prompting us to give advice to other people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or help uh, convince other people, you know, or even the reluctant partner that solo vacations are okay. Oh, so the other partner, the, the person writing the question might not think that solo vacations are that necessary? The partner writing the question is all for solo vacations. And the one that just went on one and gained clarity and now is all for them. Well, is more on side. Was just like, "Mm, I don't know about this, but it was good. But I don't know if I... Okay. Well, this is a good... This is actually an excellent... This question couldn't have come at a better time. Because personally, a friend of mine (laughs) is going to take a solo vacation. Now, I know you just came back from one, cat. I did. A, a, A good dear friend of mine, is uh, taking a bit of a solo vacation. And I said, I don't know. Like, I've never done that. Are they in a relationship? No. Nope. So I think this this specific thing is like, if you're in a relationship, is it okay to go on a solo vacation? Oh, okay. Like, that's the question. All right, there. that's where it, okay. I think solo vacations are great. Just if in you're general. Single, for sure. Okay. Everyone should go on a solo trip at some point to a place that you don't speak the language even. Oof, that it's, seems scary. It was one of the best things I ever did. Well, even though this person... I don't believe was in a relationship when they took their uh, another solo trip that they um, rave about. Mm-hmm. She said that there was just like so much learned there and so much kind of clarity, as you kind of the person in this question uh, mentioned, so much clarity gained in just having that experience. And that did make me wonder, should I do a solo trip? I think you should definitely do a solo trip. Why me so personally? Well, because I think that you are very much a person who's into their creature comforts. Mm -hmm. And I know you like to be at home Mm -hmm. more often than not. Yep. Uh, So I think pushing yourself beyond your comfort zone is going to be very inspiring for you. You know, I love it when someone else... um, kind of takes the reins to book places mm-hmm. and makes the itinerary and runs things by me. 
And then I'll go, yeah, that sounds fine. I don't care that much, you know. Um, or maybe I'll be like, I looked up this on Google. Can we go to this place? Does that work? Um, I'm absolutely not the type of person that really wants to do that all by himself. But you could just go somewhere and do whatever you feel like once you're in that spot. Right. But just like, like get accommodations. Go, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? So if I go to a foreign country like Quebec, you, you suggest <laughs> that because they don't speak the language. I feel like I, you know, and the other thing is like, do I go to many different places? Because like, you know, and what do I do? Like I go walk by myself in a, on a path somewhere and yeah. take pictures. Yeah. Turn it into a photography trip. Absolutely. Can we ask what you did on your trip? Uh, my recent trip or yeah. my solo far away trip? This solo trip. Oh, uh, I actually went on vacation with my family, so I wasn't alone. Oh. So you um, so you actually, it wasn't solo all by yourself. I have definitely gone. I went to Stratford a couple of years ago all by myself for a week to just write. Just the one locally? Yeah. Yeah, not mm. in England. And then uh, several years ago, I went to Paris by myself for a week. Paris, mm. France, not mm. Paris, Ontario. Interesting. I okay. go to foreign cities in this province <laughs> regularly alone. Then I went to London, yeah, Ontario. Ontario. Um, <laughs> then I went, I, ha- I had to get that, 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 you know, the old 60s vibe. I went to Woodstock, Ontario. Um, <laughs> yeah, my trip to Paris was amazing, though. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. It, it seems uh, scary to It me. was. It was a little scary. Yeah. I was definitely like, wow, if something goes wrong here, I'm very far away from everyone I know. Oh, man. Um, I don't speak French fluently. No. Uh, well, I don't, but that's weird, but you, you do kind of speak it a bit you can get along i can kind of understand it a well bit. the other time on the podcast you've splurted some french nonsense <laughs> that was all a big joke <laughs> yes how yes, dare was. you that was tricky uh-huh. um, um yeah but it was like it was beautiful it was beautiful to explore a city on my own terms on my own timeline there were definitely moments where i got lonely there were definitely moments that would have been so romantic with someone you know, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that, so. I don't think I'd like it, but you're right. I could be, like, it could be that comfort zone thing that you, like, I, I do it and maybe it'll, yeah, help creative creatively. That's what my friend said. She goes, you may be so inspired and have all sorts of creative mm-hmm. juices a-flowing. Yeah. It also um, helps, it also helps, like, to be in a completely different place creates totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. It forces you to be with yourself in a way that's very different than the day-to-day when you're like surrounded by everything that's comfortable and normal. Um, and it really helps you articulate what you want to return to, like what kind of reality you want to create. And if you're, if you're in exactly what you want, you'll be very aware of it. Mm-hmm. If there's room to improve or expand or change things up, you'll be very aware of that as well. Hmm. So these are all great arguments for... For solo trips. Go on a solo trip. Now, solo trips in a relationship are a little different. And I'm not saying they're a bad idea because I do think, like I think in a previous episode, we were talking about separate together and this idea of being autonomous. And, you know, like I want the ability, if I'm in a relationship, to go on a writing retreat, you know, for a weekend by myself or go for a girl's weekend in the woods. But like big vacations to foreign countries and stuff Mm -hmm. without my partner, I think it's weird. It feels like, you know, we, well, we could be doing this together. Exactly, yeah. 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 I think that's sad. And, you know, for me personally, I haven't had the chance to travel a lot. So if I'm with someone who can help facilitate travel, I want to yeah. be able to enjoy that with them. And I think that, that that's a good point. Like, I mean, you, the size of the trip 
it just depends on what your capabilities are, you know. If yeah. you are independently wealthy, <laughs> yeah, go jump on your yacht and uh, enjoy the Belize on your own for a bit. But is Belize, <laughs> then we learned Belize is uh, landlocked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joel, you need to travel. Um, but, but this is the thing. Um, one thing I would say is uh, maybe like a, like a bad idea is like, don't travel to get away from a bad relationship. Like don't, I don't think the idea of going like, I need some time alone. I'm going to just do a trip so I can think about this thing. I think that's kind of, I don't like that. I think that's useful. But, but it may be useful, but imagine like I, if somebody said that to me, I'd be just like on pins and needles or like my stomach would be in knots yes. the whole time they're away on their trip. Yes. And then they come back, they're like, yeah, yeah, eh, this isn't working for me. Yep. I'd be like, oh my goodness, this is horrible. Why would you do this to me? Um, so, you, but you're saying do it anyway. Well, I think, I don't think you should cross international borders in this situation where you're like in a precarious relationship circumstance mm-hmm. that you may or may not want to leave. I feel like that's kind of, you know, end the relationship. You're going to have a better vacation anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or stay Dating and work apps. it out. Stay, or, stay and work it out. But if you need a little bit of space, like going on a road trip for the weekend isn't so crazy. Right. But yeah, the other person would be very anxious. But imagine sure. but imagine like the idea of like, I'm going to go on a trip. Um, we're in a great place and I'm going to go on a trip by myself. And you're saying that's a very positive thing. No, I don't know that it is. Really? And I think, I think you have to look at the relationship, right? So has this couple had the opportunity to travel together? Are they both interested in that together as well? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are they taking fun trips as a couple? Um, if not, then I think traveling solo seems very strange personally. Mm-hmm. But so you're, so this person goes on a trip. We don't know if they, they seem, they have a partner. Mm-hmm. So we can only assume that they were together when she went on that trip mm-hmm. or he. And, um, they gained so much clarity mm-hmm. and it was so wonderful. But you're saying, maybe it wasn't the best idea like cuz it doesn't sound like this was a thing where it was just like i got to i got to get away right from th- this yeah i think in this case it turned out to be a really positive experience mm-hmm. so well i want i guess we don't know what the rule is well there isn't really i think I it's say, again it's one of those things that you have to define in your relationship yeah i i i i agree with you that like if i were really enjoying a person and things were really going well and they're like, I'm going to do a solo trip, but take me with you. Yeah. hundred percent. I would want to go. I I get that. But then at the same time, if they're like, I just like to have this time, I feel like it's something that can be understood Mm -hmm. and, and accepted and appreciated. And maybe you end up with somebody that returns that's refreshed and, uh, even more appreciative of you and the relationship. And so, there's probably a lot to be gained. And the thing is, if they come back and they're like, I don't want this anymore. I don't That's know what I was too. thinking. You should know that. So you should be grateful <laughs> that they arrived at that yeah. place and it's clear and you can so move on with your life. So let them go be happy that they're It's like if you love that. something, set it free. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there's some kind of real selfishness happening if on balance, there's not also that attention to travel together if both people really like to travel and want to be able oh, to do yeah. that. Oh yeah, spend time together, people. Come on. Yeah, so like if you are making the effort to create trips and excursions together, and you do also want to do some trips and excursions alone and there's like good trust established there too mm-hmm. so you don't have to wonder what the person's doing when they're far yeah. away why not why yeah. not why not that's our advice 
Why not? <laughs> why not? We're just going to change the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I do and I don't. Man, no. Why not? Why not? Uh, okay. Question number two. Question number two. I've been cheated on in every single relationship I've ever been in. I've also dealt with some childhood trauma. Though I've never cheated myself, I'm now realizing how much my trust issues within the context of an intimate relationship have affected my own ability to commit and connect. I can be very black and white, very reactionary, and easily see my partner as someone out to get me when things get difficult. I also test the waters elsewhere when things get hard in the relationship by encouraging and engaging in flirtations with other people. I don't intend these to go anywhere, but it's almost like I can justify this because I'm assuming my partner will eventually cheat. How can I get over my trust issues and commit fully? A little hint of nobilizing a, uh, some bad behavior there. Yep. Um, listen to the previous episode. But, um, wow, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> mm-hmm. The trust issues thing is gigantic. But, but, but I, I want to say that um, the mild no intention flirtation could be arguably a version of cheating yeah so high high horse over here who uh i never cheat Mm -hmm. you probably you do yeah in the sense you you just said that you do yeah because i feel like this person would not be thrilled if their partner was doing that right and they're and they're even in the the text uh this person saying i do this flirting but i assume they're going to cheat on me anyway so it's okay well no they you that is still cheating mm-hmm. regardless of the what the other person does you know independently so so number one you cheat too yeah in a sense um, in a yeah. sense but you i guess you're not having sex the way i'm sure your your partners have cheated on you by having sex that's what i'm assuming yes that means i think that's true um <clears throat> so what else is going on in this question? This is crazy. So, so it they is, just the, the essential bottom line is how do you get over trust issues and fully commit in a relationship? But, but having had been cheat, so the thing is, does everybody cheat, Kat? I don't know how to answer that. Like, if everyone has cheated on this person, right? Is cheating just the way it goes? Um, I don't think so. I think there are people who don't cheat. Okay, you'd hope. Right. Well, but then again, like if flirtation with other people is cheating, then yes, everyone cheats 100%. And here's the thing with trust. Part of building trust and being a trust trusting person is to trust that if you're in a partnership with someone, you have faith that they love you and they want to do right by you even when they fuck up. Mm. Because they're going to fuck up. Right. You know, and I'm not excusing infidelity, mm-hmm. but that's one of the ways in which people who love each other fuck up. It happens, right? right? Like, right. Uh, and you know, maybe if you get deep inside someone else's head, they have like reasons that they can clearly lay out for how that got to be a thing, period. If right. they're like a serial cheater, that's a whole other they situation. Just, yeah, they're just not an, an unfaithful person. But then that's another part of trust. Part of trust is knowing that whatever happens, whatever someone else throws at you, you're going to be okay. You're going to be able to handle it. You're going to be able to move on. You're gonna is be this able to... trusting yourself? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Um, is there a uh, something to be said for like truly getting to know a person so that you know their character 
and you know oh, this person just it isn't in them to cheat. Is that a thing, or is that just like you're blindsided then? Yeah, I, I don't. Gonna cheat. I don't know. This is a hard one for me to answer. I think. Uh, have you had a similar I have. experience to this? Yeah, person? I think if you if you put someone on a pedestal like that mm-hmm. and decide that they're never going to do, do, they that. would never do that. Yeah. I think that's setting everyone up for failure. Yeah. But I think instead, what you have to do is have faith that they they do f- love you and they do care about you and um, that you can take at face value the way they express their feelings in the relationship. Right. Because if they tell you that they're committed and that they're in it and they want to create a life with you and then they behave in ways that make that impossible, that's on them. It's not on you. Right, right. But how much of that, how much, you we're talking about people are going to fuck up or whatever, but do we accept that or do we say, you know, that's a that's again on that other person, but I still have to walk away from this. That's an entirely personal that's choice. Whatever the person yeah. feels in the Yeah. Moment. And you know, sometimes the things that our partners do hit us deeply because they're very similar to things that we ourselves have done. Hmm. Like flirting with everyone you meet. <laughs> exactly. Or flirting with some people or yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, if you are flirtatious in nature, you will probably be very triggered by your partner flirting with someone else. Yeah. Well, right? th- th- this is a very common idea, which is the you know the people that think they're that are so obsessed with their partner f- cheating are often the ones that are cheating. Possibly. I mean, that's something that you hear and is probably does ring true. Possibly, yeah. Mm-hmm. It could do. Mm-hmm. But so, uh, are we? Is there a question? There's. Let's review this. So, how do you build trust? How and commit? Oof. Commit fully in the relationship. I think when it's really difficult for you to build trust, because when you are suffering from trust issues, you get you can get triggered very easily. And mm. it sounds like this person is very reactive as well. Mm-hmm. So, I think understanding where your triggers are happening and knowing how it feels to be in that state where you're feeling really panicked and anxious. Uh, we talked about the power of sitting in emotion before you express it and right. understanding it and right. and feeling how it is subject to ebb and flow and change. And also, like, you really have to ask yourself, what would a trusting person do in this situation? Mm. Put your put your yourself into, a, like, the person you wish you were, mm-hmm. the person you wish you could be type yeah. of thing. And, you know, you can find a friend who you can bounce things off of who who doesn't have trust issues. You can say, mm-hmm. am I overreacting? You know, how would you approach this? Just to get a different perspective than the one you're in because the one you're in is clearly not serving you. But, like, there's 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 a part of this question that is tough for me because those are all great ideas, but at the same time, like, and, and I get there's the, um, the history there of... Um, like childhood trauma, was that mentioned? Mm-hmm. And so that's something that, that that person needs to work on themselves. That's on them. Yes, absolutely. That, that's, it's, and it's uh, heartbreaking, but unfortunately, that's their thing. And even the relationship stuff that has happened the since. The previous relationship stuff, but there's still a rule here, and that's disturbing every single person, every single person. So like, how does somebody... Like, um, how does somebody work with that? You know, and this isn't one person's experience. I'm sure there are people out there who 
have the exact same, like, they're like, no, every single person I've been with has been in some way unfaithful, unfaithful to degrees that I wouldn't be unfaithful and, and yeah. to things that you wouldn't think is this is fine yeah you can't excuse yeah it's not just like oh he flirted with the cashier no 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 they've been properly unfaithful however you want it but you know what we we could all agree whatever we don't need to split hairs yeah you get it so what do you really like i i like the idea of you know you got to work on your trust issues you got to blah 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 but then this person you're trusting because you worked on all that trust stuff is cheating on you what what do you like what's the i don't know what to do with that yeah well maybe they're not like maybe they're not not. but everyone has everyone has (laughs) so you're going in with the expectation that it's going to happen right yeah uh and it hasn't happened as far as you know to this point so you just you you kind of like is there a way to live in both worlds where you're aware that these things happen and they're ever so common so you're you're you've got to you can't be completely uh, ignorant to that, and you can't completely ignore that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, uh, you don't want to assume that this person is that person, right? Right, because because they may not be. They may not be. So <laughs> how do you stay aware of the possibility? Because it's happened way way too many times, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time be that like try to be that trusting person like what what is that what does that look like yeah so part of it is as you said doing the self-work because I think the self-work is an important piece in making better partner choices and being able to better enforce boundaries to make sure that you are not putting your trust where it is not deserving that's interesting is is this a rule for this person because they've sort of put themselves in situations with people that would cheat. Yeah. Like, is that part of it? Is it, is it not that that's the rule of every man, but that's just the people that for some reason this person is attracted to maybe because of the trauma piece? Possibly. I, I, it's hard to know that for sure, but... Something it, to think about? Definitely something to think about. Are there patterns in mm-hmm. your behavior? Are you excusing early signs of people behaving in an untrustworthy way that maybe have been consistent throughout Through all of these, all these relationships. relationships that are creating red flags that you're ah, ignoring for whatever okay. reason. See, this is, I like this because this is giving us a, an answer that, because I, I don't want to believe that everyone's a cheater mm-hmm. and I won't believe that. I don't think that's true. Yep. But for these to be, this to be quite a common occurrence, not just with our asker, but uh, all over the world yeah. all the time. We know this men cheat. Like there's no, you know, Women probably cheat less. Men cheat a lot. You know, how do you combat that? But yeah, I think that that's a really good point that there's a quality of man that probably cheats. Yes. And they don't exist. They're not everyone. Yeah, that's true. And I think, um, you know, when you are in partnership with someone, you have to be vulnerable about your history and clear about what you've been through Mm -hmm. and what you struggle with and how you're working on it as well. Because there's a, a, a definite degree of an accountability required here. And I think if you're with the right partner, they're going to have a degree of patience and understanding about that and be willing to give you maybe a little bit more um, reassurance than, you know, someone who is probably going to be a serial cheater would have the patience for. Mm. Um, I think they don't want to put the effort in. They they have three 
other, other people, people on the side. Yeah. So I think I think that does not give anyone the right to treat someone like they have cheated or be blameful or accusing or paranoid or right. like invade their privacy and check their messages or any yeah, of that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but I do think, you know, if you are feeling jealous or threatened or insecure for whatever reason, if your partner understands your history, you should have the ability to say, I'm feeling uncomfortable about this. I want to talk about it with you and just like share it and hopefully have it met and then hopefully get reassurance Mm -hmm. that there's nothing to worry about. Um, I think, you know, if you take that approach and your partner gets really defensive and impatient, that should definitely be a red flag. That's a red flag. Um, when you're uh, approaching relationships, this is a bit of an aside, but I always like a huge thing to look out for is consistency. Yes. And, you know, if you want somebody, if you're looking for somebody that's not going to, that, that that's not going to be this cheater or isn't cheating or is, you know, all those things, I feel like those are, those are the red, when somebody is like, flip-flopping on ideas or, or, or what they were doing or, or uh, you know, watch for consistency. In terms of their stories about where Any, they've been and what yeah, they're doing. It, yeah, it happens all the time. You f- find it in all sorts of, even like, um, oh, I, I hate that. That makes me, that's so annoying. And then the next thing they like it after. Like, it's just like they don't have a consistent, their stories aren't consistent. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how did you, what, how did, what, that didn't make any sense. Um I always keep an eye open for those things because they they're I think indicative of somebody who is just not being honest. Right. And uh yeah, I'd avoid that. And be okay to walk away early. Yeah. Cuz I think that that's part of it, right? Where you go there are there are warning signs, there are alarm bells, but we still kind of are enjoying this honeymoon thing or we're still in the early stages or like, let's see where this goes. Next thing you know, you're like really tied up with this person. You know, you really like them. It's Mm -hmm. emotional. Like it's harder and harder to extricate yourself. And they, then you're like, wow, was this indifference here this whole time? You know what I mean? Were they always inconsistent with me? And now like they've just disappeared again for three days. And then they just said, some sort of thing that doesn't really make sense as to where they were, but now I've accepted this for the last six months and, you know. Yeah. So. Be aware. Do yourself a favor and be aware. But then, yeah, don't be accusatory over nothing just because of your own insecurities, I guess. So it's kind of a happy medium. Yes, for sure. Interesting. Tough one. Very tough. That's a lot to... uh explore inside one's one own self <laughs> and then also be aware of what's going on on the outside very tough <laughs> so there's no hope for this person that's what we're saying no just find someone that's not a cheater find some, good luck with that easier said than done right okay question number thrice true confession I'm a bit of a late bloomer and have never been totally confident about my cunnilingus skills. Mm. How can I know for sure that I'm doing a good job? <laughs> Are there some techniques that always work? Is this is this like... <laughs> so Kat has, for some reason, put her hand down her pants and is waiting for me to describe... <laughs> and go. <laughs> so what would you do in this situation? Joel, oh, I can speak to how to give good kind of Well, of course, you. Frankly, um, <laughs> if I may, this would be good for me to hear. Would it? Nah. 
<laughs> Who, who's going to start? Um, so many smirks are happening. You right know, it's, it's very interesting. And I, I think when I was talking about, um, when we were talking with Jenny, I did mention uh, something in this van. I think it was that episode um, where it's very, like it's a sensitive, um, like a sensitive area, not just the vagina. The whole topic of cunnilingus. But you have to be very sensitive to what's happening because mm-hmm. what's good for the goose Cat isn't always good for the gander. No, well, you know? definitely not. And like all vaginas are different. Yeah. And so also, I think, I feel like, um, and I don't entirely know, I, I mean, sex education is a joke, period, <laughs> like in the school system. But our understanding of how female anatomy actually works, I don't know that everyone is aware. Like, for example, the clitoris is a bundle of nerves that extends through the entire pelvic region. Yeah, that's the that's a, a new what's newer for me, like mm-hmm. I, maybe last year or something. Like, like this research emerged in the nineties, so <laughs> we're just learning about it now, yeah, folks. Because no one cared to earlier than that, which is really tragic, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. But so, like, it's a complex situation. But um, in terms of I, pleasure, I'd like to hear what you like. What I like, or at least hot <laughs> tips, or or hot tips that you might have. You don't have to personalize it. I was thinking of it in terms of the vaginas that I have been with. Personally, okay. you can do it both ways. But I mean, there's... I can and I do. Sure, that's okay. We're ending this podcast here too. I um, thanks for listening. <laughs> we got to go back to the bedroom for another. Boy, this is a longer day than usual. Um, but no, I'd like. I would love to hear about it from both ends mm. but <laughs> I think not analingus um, <laughs> that's a different episode yeah but I do want to mention like just from from my uh, more limited knowledge um, possibly I don't I feel like that's probably not, not. No. Um, but I feel like the the key to good conolingus is paying attention and listening and being very focused on the other person's reactions and mm-hmm. movements and what they're telling you, obviously not, they're not going to go, okay, more pressure, more pressure, less pressure, more suck on it. Um, but pay very close attention to how a person is reacting and then just follow that yellow brick road to their orgasm. But um, maybe you want to get a little bit more technical. Um, well, see, I'd, I really want to avoid too much technicality. Like, I think we can talk about arousal and like what that looks like and feels a like. Arousal? What's arousal? Arousal. <laughs> what kind of razzle are you using? You got to use razzle and dazzle. Arousal. You got to use a razzle and a little bit of a dazzle. Um, now, if they're vajazzled, that's going to be an extra <laughs> sazzle. Um, <laughs> I really wanted to see how you were taking that. Yeah. So I think, okay, first of all, the problem begins with women um, not feeling like they can authentically experience pleasure. Oh my goodness. So I know, I know. So I roll. Can you tell me about licking a pussy? Well, it comes down to a woman <laughs> not being able to experience pleasure. So like, uh, first of all, you have to hope that you're with a partner who is being genuine in their responses. Right. Because I know oh, still, see what man. I mean? Oh, man. I know still that there are many women who feel like they have to perform mm-hmm. rather than and you, experience. you can sense that. You can sense the yeah. performative nature. And you can tell physiologically too. Like, yeah. you know, you're going to experience more engorgement when someone's genuinely aroused. You're going to experience more lubrication when someone's genuinely aroused. Depending on their age range, you may need to assist with that in other ways. 
I feel like when you're down there, there's a lot of moisture going on. At least I'm yes. a bit of a drooler. Well, that's good. That's good. Everyone loves a drooler in the bedroom. <laughs> Maybe not so much in day-to-day life. But, um, yeah. One day I was sitting in, in my bed just looking at my phone, and I did notice I just was drooling. Yep. So I guess that's an age thing now that I'm 28 or whatever. It's just like... <laughs> or <ugh>. whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so you you... I think the best approach is to approach it like you don't know what you're doing mm. to some extent, but also have a really keen understanding of the physiology of female anatomy. Like do yourself a favor and get up to speed on how it all works. And there's lots of great resources out there. Um, I love the website OMG. Yes. Have you ever heard of this site? Is this the uh, positive, lovely, wholesome porn? Uh, it's not actually porn. It's instructional about how to achieve female orgasm. And it's just a series of different women demonstrating their own preferred techniques. Uh, And at first they discuss them and then there's diagrams and then they show you in Ah, a video. Great. Uh, It's subscription-based, but it's really worth the $40 investment because you'll have an arsenal of techniques that you can employ. But there's no guarantee that they're going to work on every person universally because like vaginas are flowers. They're all totally different. Yeah, and... That's, I, f- I feel like what I was thinking a second ago is don't go in guns blazing. No, definitely not. Like when you not. say go in as if you don't know what you're doing. Start like, slow. Go, start slow. Investigate. Yeah. And you're, you're like, you're spending time with it. Yeah. You're not like, you, you're not gonna, it's not like, okay, you want an orgasm? Give me 30 seconds. Like that's not Nobody wants an orgasm in 30 seconds no. either. Like the buildup is part of the beauty right. of the whole situation. And just the enjoying of the pleasure. So you should... Enjoy it. Yeah. And here's another tip. This Mm -hmm. isn't a tip from a woman. (laughs) (laughs) That really undermines my (laughs) tip there, Kat. But anyway, go on. No, but this is... Here's a a tip from an actual woman. From an actual woman instead of an expert on vulvas. Um, I, from the time I could watch commercials, have been told that something's wrong with my pussy. Oh my goodness. I know this narrative. That it smells weird, that it's dirty, Mm -hmm. that I have to keep it clean, that I have to protect myself from it. Absolutely. That I have to protect other people from it. And by the way, all true. No, (laughs) not true. It's not true. There's There's no end to the amount of messaging that women receive that something is not only just like wrong with them, period, but also wrong with their vulvas. Absolutely. And I am telling you, I've had these many, I've had many moments <laughs> where I, where it's someone going, no, I don't, I don't like that. I don't want, like, I don't just, I don't know if I want someone down there yeah. or blah, blah. I go, you got to like and be okay with that. And just to be like super vulnerable, I can say when I'm with a new partner, there is part of me still as much as I think I'm very liberated and sex yeah. positive. That's like, Ooh, is this situation okay for them? Which I think is so shitty. Mm-hmm. So I think if you are enjoying what's happening, if you like the way she looks, if you like the way she smells, if you like the way she tastes, tell her, mm. tell her mm-hmm. in a genuine way. You don't have to like sound like a porn star. Yeah. There's nothing hotter than that. And yeah. it does so much to put someone at ease. Like a woman is not going to be able to come if she can't relax. Like yeah. that relaxation piece, that ability to like not worry about how long it's taking. Yeah. And it can take a while sometimes, and, especially and if you're new to but each if other. You, but if you, if, uh, absolutely. And if you enjoy it again, that is going to speak volumes, mm-hmm. but also say that you enjoy yeah. it. Like you can, you can go like, I, I just, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to come by the way. 
You don't have to have an oh, orgasm. Oh, that's the best. You don't have to have an orgasm. I really enjoy that's this. That's the best Just tip. enjoy it. You know, like let me, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be having a great time here. You enjoy it. And if you come, you come. If you don't, you don't. And then, you know, you probably. I feel like I would come if someone just said that, actually. <laughs> <What's> that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's true because, like, you know, we can get in our heads about how long it's taking. But that's, and the, yeah, and, that, and that's the pressure. Uh-huh. And, like, look, no man wants to be tapped out. No. You know, and I think we all have mm-hmm. been like, eh, you know. And who knows what that reason is. It could be because you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I will tap out. I would say almost 98% of the time because I'm too worried that it's taking too long. Right. And that could be the insecurity and it could be that, (laughs) yeah, like it's, it's boring or like whatever. Because like conversely, I can do that all day long. Like if I'm giving oral pleasure, I can be there for a day. Yeah. Straight up. Like I enjoy it thoroughly. And like, I've learned ways to switch it up so I don't exhaust myself. And like, you know, you bring in the hands and like, there's so much, there's so much you can do. and, And by the way, Another little tip, and, uh, you know, you don't want to get technical, but, like, you don't have to go straight for that clit. No, definitely don't, in fact, I'd say. Don't, in fact. I feel like a lot um, of people don't want direct pressure or no, attention there right, right away. But, and if you are, soft. Tease. Tease mm-hmm. that pussy. <laughs> I mean, let's just tease it. You're, spend time with it. Explore all the areas that this thing has. It's wonderful, you know, suck a little here, like a little there, you know, all those things. Just enjoy it and, and gauge these reactions, not just, just to help build this, your partner into that, what's going on, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and on average, like based on your experience, on average, not like these exceptional people who can just bang them out. And how long does it take? How to long make does it take? That, I don't even know the answer to that. So I will say that if a woman is more aroused before you start performing cunnilingus. So if there's been a lot of foreplay and like a lot of teasing and like whatever gets her off or gets her excited, if you've been doing that for a while, it's going to shorten the amount of time it takes to have an orgasm generally. Right. I think the average is about 20 minutes though. 20 minutes. 20 to 30 minutes. I I don't want to sound like a superhero here, (laughs) but but I really get lost in it. So I do not know how long these things take. See, I think that's probably more true than it being really fast. Although who knows, like yeah, like I don't, I'm not, I can, I'm not going to sit here and claim that no, I make someone come in five minutes. I, I can't imagine it hasn't happened. Like I'm sure it mm-hmm. has happened, but like I just, and I do purposefully, and it's it is my for my pleasure too. I do love to take the time, yeah, and and to and like I say, to lead up to it, to build up to it, to you know, I, I just really enjoy it. <laughs> He really enjoys it, folks. I just really enjoy it. Um, and by the way, um, sometimes, like, if you sense, like, they're, they're uh, like, I, I've had, uh, uh, you sense where somebody's kind of, you're losing them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not, there's no problem to stop doing that and have some penetrative sex for a bit and then go back to it. Is there? No. I mean, if that's going, <laughs> if that's going on, like, as long as everything's happening, you know. Why not? You can do, it's such a, that's why sex is so dynamic and so great. 
Because there's not like, okay, all right, so, okay, are you ready? This I'm going to be going down there now. Mm-hmm. Like, is, are you fine? Okay, we're doing this now. Okay, here we go. And we're going to get you to orgasm now. Like That sounds like a porn set situation. Yeah, it's like, that's not the way the no. world works. No, be fluid. Yeah, just have all sorts Switch of... Switch it up. Try, try other things. Yeah. And maybe they, you know, that, you know, fucking for a bit is going to get some, get her really excited. Then you go back down there, sometimes just like... You know, sometimes they're what I don't want to get te- too technical, but I've heard that, like, let's say you're banging someone at the edge of the bed and then you throw their legs back and shove your face in their pussy. That sometimes is a really great moment for them. <laughs> sometimes. I can't really <laughs> see how that would be a bad that moment. That sometimes can ever. be really handy. So it's not, it's not a formal, this is the time where we do this now. No. You know, it's part of the whole experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I'm just, again, I'm not a woman, so I don't know, Kat, but does that sound like a nice time? It does sound like a pretty decent time, Joel. So those are some th- things you could employ to give good cunnilingus. Yes. Um, sometimes you'll get really lucky and you'll have a partner who will tell you what they like, too, in the process. Don't count on it. No, it's pretty rare. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty rare. It's pretty rare. You can do, like, a, I hate this term, but post-mortem, like, afterwards, you yeah. know, talk about it. Yeah. Like, what did you enjoy? What didn't you? I, I mean, love that, personally. Yeah, I love a, a partner who likes to talk about sex yeah it's just like what so what was good there yeah oh how was that for you did crazy. you enjoy that you made oh some god. amazing sounds oh my god when a man or a woman when someone who is performing oral sex on you is making happy noises genuine happy mm-hmm. noises mm-hmm. it's the best by the way kat uh good question those like uh, hums or or those um noises there's a vibration mm-hmm, there, there too. sure is <laughs> so that that's one thing that like you know i i enjoy the sound of my own voice. I love it. And, uh, <laughs> no, but I love sing, I sing and stuff. So like you being able to, sex? I go, it's over for me now. Whatever I might have, may or may not have been thinking about has definitely left the building. But when you're, but when you're in that area to play with frequencies a little bit, cause you, cause you'll feel in your lips and tongue and, and their lips that like mm, might give you a little bit more vibration than mm, mm, <laughs> Joel. I feel like there's a workshop you could teach here, actually. <laughs> so there's, but there's a lot you can do there, and it's not like you sit there going mm, like that's not gonna work. But like mm, like if you play, that's not the best sound either. I'm not doing a good example because I'm not really in that moment. But. <laughs> but when you can get certain frequencies going, and if you're doing it on purpose for for fun, and the other person's aware of it, like yes. that's th- also fun. Again, again, playful. <laughs> like if you're saying she's like, I don't know if this is good. I my pussy might sting. Whoa, 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 whoa. Relax. <laughs> if it smells, I'll come back up. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy it. Can we just try? Like, can we just have a nice time? And I, you know, you can turn people from I never come from oral into can we can you go down on me now? You can turn make them change their attitude. <laughs> it's See? possible, boys it's, and girls. It's so nice the way you can change the world. <laughs> All of us. If I could change the world, I would be the. There's also some great books. Licking tongue in your universe. There's lots of great books. Don't watch porn though. Don't watch porn for tips on oral. There's no yeah. I'm sure there are scenes where they're they're doing it right, but for the most part, they want to have you see the vagina and the tongue licking it. Yeah, and you're not gonna be giving good oral if somebody can see what's going on. Exactly, your face is smashed in there. Usually, it's all as well.
But books, why are you getting a book? You know, there's... Uh, but this is the thing, Kat. And, and I... So I read um, an instructional not that long ago during while we've been recording the podcast in that uh, time. Um, I read somewhere and that maybe it was even a... There was a video element to it of how to uh, pleasure a woman orally. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, and they were, and it was so like, um, clinical. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and the guy, so he was like, if you leave your tongue flat and lick the, the clitoris, you know, that will lead to a woman's orgasm. So like literally if you like, these were, if you softly suck on the clit, that will often lead to a woman's orgasm. Like these were just like common, like. They're not bad ideas, but they're just like, imagine if someone just sat there and was like, okay, I know how to do this now, and went down there and just like- Like you're a salt Had lick. a flat tongue. And no. Okay, I need to keep it flat, and then slowly <laughs> They're just like lick. focusing on the technical. Yeah, yeah no, that's so barely read. Listen to what we're, explore it, enjoy it. I said this term once, and I got a lot of feedback from it. Uh, make out with that pussy. Make out with the pussy. Just make out with it. Yeah. You've made out with a, her face. Now it's time to do that between her legs. Mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. And uh, if you don't enjoy it, then just go away. You're useless. <laughs> yeah, get some. <laughs> You're a piece of garbage. Quality tools then for her. Um, also, differing positions. We didn't mention that. Ooh, yeah. Like I mean, the sky's the limit there. Really. Yeah, you can get a lot of mileage from like sixty-nine man on top. That's that's a solid that that's a solid go to position. Is this something that's not common for you? I I am really racking my brain to think of when I've done this. Oh the my last. goodness! That, I know that's that that's like surefire. Hmm. Now the the only problem with that one is you know your fingers are a little bit at a disadvantage. You can't the angles difficult for if you want to add fingers to the mix. Right. But that's a good one for just getting right in there. And sometimes and I don't want to be too. Uh, <laughs> well, who cares anymore? <laughs> Sometimes the nose is really handy. Oh, the nose. That's um, a good trick, <laughs> actually. Um, yeah. And then... Um, and don't be upset if she switches position because she may really enjoy the experience of a certain angle, but then know that she's going to orgasm easier in a different position. So. I, you know what? And to be honest with you, if you d- learn, like if you actually pay attention and you're doing your job right, you'll be aware of that. Like yeah. I've been man on top 69 and then i've been like okay this isn't like this is not they're obviously enjoying it this isn't gonna bring us to Mm -hmm. the end game here and then you just switch around and like i can't even look at you right now (laughs) actually i can't but this but this is another uh palms are sweating (laughs) but this is a um you made me forget the the other point that (laughs) i was made me forget everything Jill. <laughs> Hold on. Um, <laughs> do you need a towel? <laughs> oh, this is the other point that's very important when we're talking about 69ing. And uh, is that you really need to let the let her know. And, and I don't think this goes both ways. You have to let her know not to be concerned with your pleasure. Because as soon as a girl's got a dick in her face, she's going to start working on it. 
I think it was you that said to me, uh, you, girls don't have, yeah, you definitely said this in an episode. We don't have to do much when the dick is in her mouth. Yeah. Like if half of the joy of 69 for a dude is just having the, his penis in someone's mouth. Yeah. Like it's nice because both things are going on. Yeah. But you, like the way I would think of it as a woman is to just like use the penis as an extra stimulant, like to be like, I like this thing. Yeah. But not to be like, is he liking this? Yeah, I got to really suck this. I got to use do it the hand. for your pleasure no, in that just moment. Just enjoy that you you like that. That was dick. a game changer for me. And I have to thank you for that, actually. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but but make sure if you want to be good at cunnilingus, as this asker is asking, and let them know that because she is going to go, she's going to start working on you. Yeah. And you got to go, don't, don't do that. I'm going to go down on you. Focus on what I'm doing mm-hmm. to you. And if you want to play with my penis, whatever, but don't worry about my pleasure right now. It's not about me. And then you're going to get so many DMs <laughs> after this episode, Joel. And uh, your, your Wednesday nights are going to be booked. I feel like I'm going to be months. working so hard. So hard. <laughs> no, I, I don't need that inside me. I'll just take the take the oral thing that you were discussing. <laughs> So you do, should I take my pants off? No, you don't need to do that. That's fine if you just. Uh, oh, I just want to close my eyes and think about you know, uh, Brad Pitt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that's a very important sort of note to say. You know, don't worry about don't worry about me in this moment, and uh, everybody will j- enjoy that a lot more. So. Did we give enough tips? I think we gave all the tips. Perfect. And by the way, um, fingers are super helpful. They're your friends. Super, super friendly. And um, yeah, you be very careful with them because some people want them very lightly mm. going on there. Other people a little bit more aggressively. Don't just plunge them straight in. That's not going to do anything for anyone. Put them, put them up, put them up. Uh, just basically you want to be almost licking your fingers through her pussy. Hmm. They're in, they're on, they're right. They're kind of in line with your, where your mouth is, but they're on the inside. Does that make sense? Kat? Yeah, totally. That was a really good way to describe that. And you can be kind of pulsing softly or some people want you to be almost trying to shove your fingers in your mouth <laughs> through the pussy. Actually, everyone listen to this advice. Because that's this the, was the best nugget. This is the, the best. best this is a, that's the episode name. The best nugget. The, this is the best nugget. So yeah, sometimes soft. You're just softly kind of licking your fingers through the clit. Other times, you, yeah, you're almost shove, trying to shove your fingers down your throat. And it just depends on the girl and what she likes. And sometimes it's a build up to that more intense um, fingering. But it's always right up here. Um, and that will be good cunnilingus. It will be. It's true. <laughs> so is that it, Kat? I think it has to be. We have another episode to record. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so do you need to take a break somewhere? I'm going to shower. For a few little cool shower. Just, like jump in the river. <laughs> you next week. Guys, if you have any questions that you want me to answer exclusively about having sex with a woman, because... I mean, Kat has done that too, but um, send them to I do and I don't show at gmail.com or Facebook or Instagram at I do and I don't show. And, um, and we'll answer all your 
questions and you will be anonymous. You will be. Although I would like to know who this loser is that doesn't know how to go down on a check. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. You're the worst. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you already have. The fact that you care and that you're asking mm-hmm. means that you probably are giving some conscientious oral. Why, don't we, why can't we say I'm giving head to a woman? I don't know. I say it. I feel like people go, oh, that's. I say it and I get in shit when I say it, actually. Yeah, I've gotten uh, people yeah. going, like, no, that's not how don't it works. Don't say that. That's not it. I'm but like, I'm mm-hmm. giving my head to you. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's my pussy. If I want to call it giving head, I will. I'm, I'm giving, I'm the, what's going on is with my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving my finger, like, th- that's part of uh, Like, I'm not giving my knee. Yeah, and, but for like a chromosome switch up, that little clit would be a dick right now. So, yeah, it'd be a giant but dick. Nobody wants to talk about that. <laughs> Hey, look, I'll, I'll suck a clit. That's just like sucking a uh, micro penis. You know what, folks? <laughs> uh, tune in next Monday. And all I want to say, this final word, is you don't always have to use air conditioning. Sometimes just open the windows and you'll get some fresh air from outside. And that's even better for you. 